Hey, welcome to Beyond the Star, the podcast today. After a Dallas Cowboy victory, 27-23 over the Redskins, which is what we all anticipated. Is that right? That's right. Absolutely, that's right. right. We got Mr. Lively on the left mic. How are y'all doing today? I think they're doing good, brother. Well, we have to talk about Dallas Cowboy football and the ups and downs of tonight's game, or today's game. Dallas Cowboys 27, Washington Redskins 23, and am I glad they won today. We're 1-1 one one on the league, which would have been a rough 0-2 for me. And for drunk Chad over there eating the nachos and the uh, sandwich. Oh, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. It would have been a rough go at it at work this week. But we somehow managed through. And I got a fucking bug tearing my ass up over here. Flying around all over the place it's like Brandon Carr did. My ass. Holy shit. I don't know it's, like, it's like, I feel like, I feel like Des Brutt and Josh Norman right now. He's like, I got this fucking bug over here kicking my ass. You want me to get it for you? I'll get it for you. No, if you hit me, it'll dislocate a shoulder. Oh, no, we don't want that like RG3. And, and that fucking dude over here, god damn it, that motherfucker. He is, are you sure? No, he's gone, he's gone. He's gone like Josh Norman. And that's drunk Chad's girlfriend, Michelle, in the pool. Uh, nice and cool in the pool. Very cool. Tell me. Very cool. That. Bring us to the weather. Breezes to the weather. Mm. Now let's talk some statistics today. <laughs> Thank you. Dak Prescott went 22 for 30. Zero touchdowns. But let's talk about that Ezekiel Elliott. Big difference from last week to this week. He went 21 carries for 83 yards. Last week he had about 1.3. This week he went about 4 yards per carry. That's a big difference from last week, wouldn't you say, Robbie? It is a big difference, but you gotta, you're got you talking about Zeke in our offensive line. And the big deal with the offensive line is we all expected him to show up. We all expect him to blow up. We did. I don't really believe that's the case this week with him other than uh, an average back or a slightly above average back this week is what we got out of Zeke. We didn't, we didn't get the big breakaways. We didn't get the, the 40 or 50-yard runs. By no means did we get that. We got decent runs. We got decent production, but nothing we expect out of Zeke Elliott this week. Well, I'm sorry. I thought I was sitting next to Robbie, not Troy Aitman this week. But uh looks like we're having a pretty good show today. But uh, I will say the big difference today was that uh, we did see Jason Garrett grow a set of balls because he did go for it on fourth and one. And that was the big play difference today here in the game. Wouldn't you say, Robbie? Nice touch, Judge. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to kick my balls out from under me. And Troy Aitman. And Troy, you're exactly right. He kicked my balls up in me. And that's the first time on my own show I've had my balls kicked up in me. Good job, Judge. Well, if we, you're call gonna... Judge we call him Judge Lively because, you know what, just because. Just fucking because. Just because. Just because. Just because. And, and, and you're right. I'm overjudgmental of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm overjudgmental of our offensive line. I'm overjudgmental of Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott's production. When I expect more, I expect positive production. I really do. But when credit is deserved, I'm more than willing to give that credit. However, I believe today that Zeke was 
positive production, no means by negative production. Offensive line is their offensive line. We had a few holds on Doug Free. We had a hold on Tyron Smith. That's just the way it is with our offensive line. Now, you pick another offensive line out in the league, and if you don't get one to three penalties a game, that's positive production out of, out of that offensive line. I can agree with you. Now, what we saw today was Dak Prescott open up and send more passes down the field. To Des Bryant to De- as well. No doubt that Des Bryant was his target today, where Terrence Williams was not his target today. So, if you're of the Terrence Williams fantasy guy today, I'm Ooh. sorry you lost as of Des Bryant fantasy guys lost last week. If you could make a trade of Terrence uh, of, 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 uh, of, uh, of Terrence, trade him this week, be done with him this week, because Des Bryant is here. He showed he's here, and I believe that Dak Prescott has developed a relationship between Cole Beasley and Jason Witten. No doubt about that. And Des Bryant. There's no doubt about that. This week, this this week we seen Des Bryant go for seven for one oh two, and Cole Beasley once again had seventy five yards with five passes targeted to him against so that's two weeks back to back we seen Cole Beasley targeted by Dak Prescott that's pretty good by Co- you know what Cole Beasley has is is actually his number one guy to go back to back on Cole Beasley is well he's easy to hit he he makes easy catches and we're talking about the 10 yard catches the little slant passes a little little slant out stuff like that I'm gonna run a post hit me I'm easy I'm open and you have that cushion of about 10 yards, 12 yards to hit a receiver. Why would you not hit Cole Beasley? Why would you not hit Jason Witten? Those are for sure receptions when you throw the football. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. But let's talk about the big difference that we saw this week, the defense. What is the big difference that we saw on the defense from week one to week two? Wow, the big difference that we saw on the defense was Orlando Skandrick stepped up to a degree, knocked down passes, was a good defender. You had Sean Lee, Jason Durant showed up today. Making good plays today. Making really good plays today. If our defense had a better in rushers, better line rushers, we would be more productive. Today was a relatively easy day for the defense when we were all cussing the defense early in the game about not doing what they should do. We all have a high ex- expectations of our defense. But today, the, the defenders, I'm not going to say did good. I'm not going to say did bad. They were okay with defensive. And, and, and I, you know what? I might be totally out of place with that. I'm going to say the defenders, the secondary, was not – they're not really exceptional. They were they're out of place a couple times, but they did step up and make some couple plays. They did, but overall they were below average. I can agree with you, especially Brandon Carr. Brandon Carr got burnt. He got burnt down today. Can we times. both agree that he is overpaid probably $40 million by Jerry Jones? He's very overpaid because he's always been the way he played today, which is, well, he gets burnt every game. He's overpaid. 
I don't, I don't, I just don't see what Jerry Jones saw in him to continue to play him and continue to, um, to pay him and continue to play him in, in the first team. I don't know if if there's a better secondary or if there's better secondary guys out there to pick, to pick up coming out of college to fulfill that. But you have to be looking in the future for someone else to step up and take that role. Now, Orlando Skandrick was out last year. He's coming back this year. He showed flashes today of two years ago. However, he's not his Orlando Skandrick. That we saw two years ago. Not at all. Not even close to it. He showed flashes of that today. But when Orlando Skandrick is on, he is 100% a top five defender in the league. Okay, let's give him that. But let's talk about this. The defense you want to say that didn't do as well, but Deshaun Jackson was under 50 yards today, had a, three receptions for 40 yards, and Vernon Davis had 51 yards. So I would have to say that the defense did do a little bit better than they did last week when they went against Odell Beckham and Victor Cruz. This was a talented offense they went against, but it seems that we did see a couple times that Brandon Carr was burnt every now and then. But I have to say the defense did step up this week, and they did do a fairly good job. But I'm going to have to say that I agree with you. It did seem that these DBs this week did not really get in there and make plays that I really should see them play. We did see Barry Church make an interception in the end zone, but this defense doesn't even make a better job, especially when we start playing better teams in the week. Wouldn't you agree? But and I would actually agree, but what is what, what last uh, – the week before last we played the Giants. Was yes. it a shocker? A, a, like a shock to the team that, okay, this is our first preseason game. I mean, our first, our first regular season game. We have something to prove today. You show up, you play football, and the, you got the butterflies, and everybody has butterflies, and you show up for the butterflies. That's true. And you work them out. And you, you learn your assignments. Because in the preseason, really, all you see is vanilla defenses. Very true. And, and you see vanilla offensive schemes. And you see the, the stars go out. On, and, and you don't really see that in the fourth preseason game. The stars really, you know, the starters really don't go out and play football. That's more of third preseason games. But we're way beyond that. We're in the second game of the regular season. And two division games at that well. Two back-to-back, back-to-back division games. The Dallas Cowboy win today was a very, very important win. Big win, big win. And puts that, them in the middle of the division. That puts it, you're exactly right. That puts us in the middle of the division, and that establishes our position in the division. Now, when we go when we go to play Washington, and later in the season, are we are we going to be able to play them better? Do you think Tony Romo, if he's in by then, will be able to play them better than Dak Prescott is today? Because I believe Dak Prescott stepped up. And and no doubt pulled his balls out and put them on the field, and he plays balls out football today. Now, I've got a question for you. You're Jared Jones. Dak Prescott wins the next five to six games. What do you do when Tony Romo does get healthy? Do you put Tony Romo back in the game, or do you stick in with your rookie quarterback, Dak Prescott? Well, I think you're stuck with that enigma. Okay, well, you have Tony Romo, who has produced – in the past years, but you also have Dak Prescott, who has produced for you. And by the way, Dak Prescott 
made a run for a touchdown today that Tony Rowe would have got broken into. Oh, no doubt about that. Uh, no doubt about that. Dak Prescott took hits today that Tony Romo would have got snapped into. What no about doubt. after eight, eight to ten weeks, we would have seen Tony Romo out with and the hits he exactly took today. Right. I think the best position of Tony Romo we saw today was on the sideline with a clipboard and a long sleeve shirt. And Coach Romo. Coach Romo. And I believe Coach Romo would benefit the Dallas Cowboys in the future. And over time, it would slowly take the Dallas Cowboy franchise and the Dallas Cowboy fans, the Dallas Cowboy movement, uh, a little bit of time to adjust to Tony Romo is no longer your quarterback. Your quarterback, your leader, your 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 guy, the 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 guy we hang the sign off of is Dak Prescott. No doubt about that. When we all wish that Tony Romo would go out and get a Super Bowl ring. We all wish that. We wish that this year, that Tony Romo would go out and get a Super Bowl ring. But hadn't he had his time and opportunities to do that for the Dallas Cowboys? Two years ago was the premium time for Tony Romo to go out and do that with a catch-don't-catch in Green Bay. And, damn, I'll talk about this about every preseason fucking podcast. For the rest of our lives. And, and you're exactly right. It was a catch. There's been catches less than that that's been awarded in the league. It's. I'm not going to go beat that dead horse. It's a fucking dead horse. But even even in, shouldn't you say that Des Bryant should catch the ball a little bit better? He needs to tuck that ball a little bit better. Even today, we saw a catch that he should have had on first down that he didn't even really tuck that ball. Kind of hit the ground, and let it go. Shouldn't Des Bryant do a little bit better job being a veteran that he is? Shouldn't he do a little bit better job? And I totally agree with you. Des Bryant should be a better a better uh, a catch and, and cover guy than that. If you catch football, you need to you need to tuck it away. But you have guys that catch a football now. And they, they barely tuck it away. They hold it above their head. Or they try to reach for an extra yard. Like an Odell Beckham type catch. Yeah, like exactly like an Odell Beckham. Uh, Odell Beckham, this guy is off the chain. Talented receiver. I hate to give him credit because he's such a, a rival of the Dallas Cowboys. And he has blonde hair. Kind of questionable. Very questionable. And very questionable. I wonder where he caught the blonde hair from. If, is it a fashion faux pas? Is it a Backstreet Boys type thing in sync? What, what is say, that? What, what do we say that is? Ron, what do you say that? You, you don't know what to say that. I don't, I don't really know what to call that. It's like a Backstreet Boy type feel, what do you say? It's a Backstreet something. I don't know if it's back Main Street? Cause it's back- it's kind of hard to guard a Backstreet Boy. When you say, because you don't want to get all up on a Backstreet Boy, so you got to give him a little bit of coverage there. So, Well, he I, has good hip gyration. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And, a, and good hip gyration is, well, well you fucking can't, you can't block hip, hip gyration. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. I mean, there's no way. But anyway, Odell Beckham. Blonde hair. I can't believe. I'm actually talking about Odell Beckham on my podcast right now. Beyond but but let's talk about this. Talking about Odell Beckham, you talk about that catch. We've seen Brandon Carr get burnt on that catch. Once again, we saw Brandon Carr get burnt a lot again today. Brandon Carr has been significantly paid by the Dallas Cowboys and has been significantly burned. I'm not quite sure what the people in the office see with uh, Brandon Carr. I don't see that. I believe there's other better uh, guys out there than Brandon Carr? No, Aqib Talib is out on the market, and we could afford him if we let go of Brandon Carr. But Aqib Talib got shot in the leg last year, so you got to bring that, that baggage on with him about his, his ghetto-ass ways or what whatnot. Take him and the bullet! 
You can't take him and the bullet. And and that's from AJ, uh, actually drunk AJ from across the street. Yeah. No, AJ again today was trying to help us again. We lost our NFL Sunday ticket package, and AJ was really kind of our Peyton Manning today when we were trying to get that NFL Sunday ticket. Now, we were unsuccessful, kind of like Peyton Manning when he went against the Seahawks. But uh, we did a very good job of, of sticking in there the first half of trying to get that NFL Sunday ticket, but uh, we failed to get that NFL Sunday ticket. When you say there, Rob? So, Judge, why are you going to put me on front street like that when uh – I spend fucking an hour on the phone with uh, DirecTV, who, by the way, DirecTV since has been bought out by AT&T. Which is bullcrap. They could drive to my house, knock on my front door, let me drink one cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. I will gladly walk out into my front patio, and they could suck my balls. Oh, yeah. Because when you have this type of setup, and they're not offering their package that they told us they were going to give us, you got to wonder why we're not swishing to... Dish Network. Dish Network, I believe, but because AT&T bought out DirecTV, they give not one fuck about uh, customers. It's kind of like Odell Beckham with the Backstreet Boys, wouldn't you say? I believe it is, and yeah. the blonde hair and the, the nonsense he puts on. Kind of a question After an mark. hour on the phone with him, did you get anything for free, Robbie? AJ, drunk AJ, I didn't get anything for free. Well, well, we did get the Spice Network. What else did we get for free? I didn't get the Spice Network. I didn't get the Jack Pack. I didn't get an extra uh, free can of Vaseline. I think, I, he, I think he got the cooking network for free. We did get the Latino channel for free, right? And no? Latinos are hot, but I didn't even get a, a, a jar of Easy and Butlu. Oh, that's no, that's, that's not good. Bobby doesn't speak Spanish. I, I don't. I don't speak Spanish. And that's what's discrimination against DirecTV. We could have had that Latino channel, but they didn't give it to us. I believe if I worked my angle on Latino channels, I could have got it. But since DirecTV is so famous for NFL Sunday ticket. That was my main goal, and that's evidently majority of people. You know what? Fuck talking about DirecTV. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys because I'm sick of that, and I'm, I'm, I'm it, it upsets me that it upsets me that we're doing a podcast, and it's based on NFL football and Dallas Cowboy football. Well, let's talk about that Dallas Cowboy football. Next week they go against the Bears, which is having a struggling offense with Jay Cutler. Once again, got a big contract, but has not showed off the last five years. What are you going to expect from that Dallas defense going up against Jay Cutler, who has not really performed the last couple of years? Will Dallas do good against Jay Cutler? I believe Dallas Cowboys are going to do really good against Jay Cutler because Jay Cutler is a big crybaby with a non-existent offensive line. His wife is hot. We can go and say that his wife is exceptionally. AJ, drunk AJ from across the street said his wife was hot, and, and she may possibly. I've never seen her. Never seen her. Uh, she might be, and he's an NFL quarterback. There's no reason she shouldn't be. Big contract, so he should have. He should have a nice but little wife. As far as football goes, wise, uh, you have the defense of the Dallas Cowboys. So, with that defense, they, I think they're going to pit – what pretty pretty good with the Chicago Bears. If the Chicago Bears can keep up with the defense, and I don't believe that's such a big task to ask, uh, I believe that we're going to get a few sacks. Six. I believe the offensive Six line sacks. I believe the offensive line for the Chicago Bears is not really there for a, a big order other than to keep the heat off of uh, Jay Cutler. It, it, it all depends. 
And, and Cutler does suck because he's a big crybaby. We can always say that Jay Cutler's probably going to throw about, what, one to two interceptions this game. So that should be two possessions for Dak Prescott to go and score for us Dallas Cowboy fans. So that's at least 10 to 14 points we should expect from the Bears, thanks to Jay Cutler, right? If you're going to call if you're gonna call 10 points or 14 points off of, of Jay Cutler's mistakes, uh, I think that's stepping up. I would even call stepping up, calling for a one touchdown or two touchdowns off of the offense of the Chicago Bears because of of Cutler's mistakes or the Chicago Bears' offensive mistakes. Back back to today, uh, the Redskins. Jake, uh, our cousins, is their actual their quarterback. He's established himself as a quarterback for the Redskins. Uh, that's a really good football team. The Dallas Cowboys beat a really good football team today. And there's there's no doubt their defense is better. Their defense is actually better than average. The Redskins' defense is better than average defense. They have good linebackers. They have good secondary players. Dak Prescott was able to tuck the ball and run when Tony Romo couldn't. No doubt about that. And we've seen that the last five to six weeks, even in the preseason. We, we've seen Dak Prescott step up. Even in preseason, he looked pretty good for a rookie quarterback. No doubt. And, and Dak Prescott was able to tuck the ball and fake a run and throw for a long pass to – and actually today he showed more – actually he gave more attention to Des Bryant, which is what we all called for last week. And if you call for more Des Bryant, which is like more cowbell, which is like more bluebell. Who doesn't like ice cream? In I Texas? know I like ice cream. Who doesn't like more bluebell ice cream in Texas? So if you call exactly, so if you call for more Des Bryant, you get more bluebell. You get more first downs. You get more touchdowns. You get more attention. You get more Jason Witten. You get more Cole Beasley. Is what you got today. You got less Terrence Williams than you got last week. And, and why I, is that? Why did we see less Terrence Williams from last week to this week? Because I believe he, he has two significant weapons. You have Terrence Williams or you have Des Bryant. Now, Dak Prescott is a young rookie quarterback who really doesn't know to throw to several different quarters. He don't know how to spread the ball out. But if he's told to and he's able to hit a better receiver, Des Bryant, Cole Beasley, Jason Witten. What would make it harder for you to throw the ball to Terrence Williams? I could just throw it. I could throw my relief valve, Jason Witten. I could throw my relief valve, Cole Beasley. Or I could throw my significant weapon for 20-plus yards, Des Bryant. I have to accept that. Well, I will say this. The Redskins do have a pretty good defense. You have Josh Norman and uh, you have Hall as well. Next week, I don't think the Bears really have a, a DB group as well as the Giants and the Redskins do. So I have to say that next week we're going to see Dak Prescott kind of go all over the field against the Bears. So I'm going to go ahead and put a prediction. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to win against the Bears 35-10. to 10. Would you say that that's about going to be the score? Or? Man, you're really sticking your dick out there for saying that. I mean, you talked about 35-10 to 10 against the Chicago Bears. No defense since we've seen Brian Erlacher play, so what do you have to say against that? I don't really see any big defensive player for the Bears 
as of right now. Do they have do they have really good defensive backs? Do they have good linebackers? Not like the Redskins of the Giants have had the last couple of weeks. Yeah, my my you know, and I, and I say that now. Uh I think it's relatively an easy game for the Dallas Cowboys. And it's a, it's a Sunday night, seven thirty game. Uh, we have we have Dak Prescott. We've yet to touch on Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not quite sure what's going on with Ezekiel Elliott. I believe he's been semi-productive. He is an average back, is what he showed tonight. I can agree. I'm not sold with him yet. I'm not sold on him. I can't give him uh, my heart. I can't buy a jersey for him by no means. Alfred Morris, I'm almost there. I can say I'm sold on Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris is a – he's uh, – you know, and this is going to be an explicit uh, uh, podcast. Alfred Morris is a fucking hoss. In the last two weeks, we've seen him really run five to seven yards the last two weeks. But Ezekiel, we haven't really seen him run five to six yards like he would. He could punch it. He can go. And, you know, after initial contact, he can continue to run. He does not stop. He does not shut down. By no means. Now, what's this latest news update that you have for us right here? What are you Jerry right Jones here? said hopefully soon Tony Romo will be out of the dangerous stage. What the fuck is this? It should be one or two, three – now, let me ask a question. Should we put the nail in the coffin on Tony Romo and really go all in on Dak Prescott, or should we be good Dallas fans and kind of sit with the man that we've had the last couple of years, Tony Romo? Dak Prescott did shit the day that, you know, and I, this is kind of it's kind of chest my ass. No interceptions by Dak Prescott. Let's go and, ahead and, and put and, that on the table. You're right. But Dak Prescott has done today what – no other quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys has been able to do since Tony Romo's been hurt. Not even the great Trey Eamon has done what Dak Prescott could do. Go out and win a football game. Go out and put your balls on the line and win a football game. I'm not quite sure what they expect out of Dak Prescott. I'm not sure. Dak Prescott sets the NFL record for most passes without an interception in the player's first Two games in the NFL history. That's saying something right there for Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboy offense. You fucking think so? I have to say so. I mean, bend me over and drive me home. What else do you expect? Not a Backstreet Boy, but if, you know, okay, I understand. nothing about Backstreet Boys there, brother. But, Mr. Lively, we're talking about Dak Prescott. We are talking about Dak Prescott. We're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Good football team, I think. Good football team. We all saw Tony Romo on the sideline today wearing a long sleeve shirt, a visor, and a clipboard. And he looked great. He looked great as a football coach. We all said the same thing. Coach Romo. I got to say, could he play to Dak Prescott's abilities? Ryan, this is where you step in. You tell me your thoughts on Tony Romo. You tell me your thoughts on what you believe Tony Romo's situation is. And if I'm wrong, I will gladly jump in the pool and kiss your ass. Don't look at me with a strange face. You cannot look at me with a strange face. Just tell us the truth what you think of Dak Prescott. Tell me, tell me what you think about Dak Prescott. So, I think that uh, Dak Prescott still has some progress to make as far as being a professional quarterback. And I believe, I believe he does too, but he made critical – no, he did not make critical – 
Chad, drunk Chad, come back over here. He did not make, no, come back. He did not make very many critical mistakes outside of a regular NFL quarterback today. Dak, Dak Prescott really showed what he was owed today as a Dallas Cowboy quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. I'll say straight up that here's the deal. And we're uh, hang on a second. Hang on a second, bro. We're, to, we're talking. We're talking. No, we're talking to uh, uh, AJ. Drunk AJ. Hey, no. Drunk AJ. No, not, not drunk, drunk AJ. AJ across street. Uh, yeah. Actually, AJ. AJ. AJ scales across uh, the the uh, the highway from uh, Dick and Carlos' luxurious, most spacious patio. Uh, Who has NFL <laughs> Network with Directv? Yes. Thank you. My, there, my game coverage actually never went out today. That's okay. Actually, what I'll say is, uh, you know, uh, Dak Prescott has looked great. He's showing some uh, awesome ability uh, moving forward. I think he is the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys moving you know, move forward for the future. Uh, Tony Romo, uh, I love him. Uh, a lot of people hate on him. Uh, a lot of people want to uh, roast him for everything that's happened. But uh, for most of his career, he's been running for his life every time he takes a snap. Uh, now that we have an offensive line, uh, most people want to take into account. But, well, but we've had, but, but AJ, we had offense. We've had we've had an offensive line. So, not to, not to interrupt what you're saying. Sure. If Tony Romo will come back tomorrow. What, what do you do? Do you pull Dak Prescott, put Tony in, or do you play Dak Prescott? Uh, for me, uh, Dak Prescott has not shown any reason to pull him from the game. Uh, but you're talking about your first team, your first string guy. The reason he's hurt because the reason why Dak Prescott is in. No, I get it, but uh, the Cowboys have been like one of these teams that we're an elite team. Everybody's scared to play us. We know that we're capable of doing something uh, on any given Sunday. But the, but the thing is, is that uh, roster changes in the middle of the season, this type of thing, to me, does not make sense. So, if Dak Prescott has made his time and uh, got a cohesiveness with the receivers and, um, you know, they're, they're just like kind of streaming along and they're doing well and we're winning, I think that Dak Prescott has that job to lose. So, Tony Romo can be, uh, you know, injury-free and come back. Uh, if Dak Prescott's doing well, I think you leave him in. I believe Dak Prescott's going to be the takeover of uh, the, the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm not sure it's going to be so easy to take away from Tony Romo until Jerry Jones deems it necessary to take it away from Tony Romo. And I'm not talking about this year, and I'm not talking about next year. I'm talking about two years from now uh, or until we're all watching on the patio of Dick and Carlos and Moe's luxurious, spacious patio. Drinking the official beer of the Dallas Cowboys and the official beer of the Dick Cross Patio, Mill Light. Uh, and I'm sorry about the interruption. Uh, his his injuries. Are we going to be sitting around begging for Tony Romo to get injured just to watch Dak Prescott play? No, sir, we will not. I, uh, I wouldn't 100% agree with everything you just said. I just think that uh, we may be looking at a Peyton Manning situation where – you know, he's injured. Tony Romo's injured, and he comes back. Do you do you want to watch Osweiler come in? And, uh, you know, he's been winning. And in our case, it would be Dak Prescott. 
do you want to keep seeing him come in? There may be a game-type situation where we're down by a few uh, and you want to see a veteran come in and, like, the coach looks that, you know, Jason Garrett looks back and he says, hey, these guys are, are begging for Tony in the game. Tony comes, Tony comes back in and wins the ball game for us, and that's okay. Tony can step up. Uh, I love Tony just like uh, any of you guys. Uh, I want him to uh, string a few together. I would love for him to go down as one of the greatest Dallas Cowboys quarterbacks in history. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I'm just being a realist. Uh, Dak Prescott has uh, stepped in. He's done a, done a great job for these two games. And uh, he doesn't look like a rookie. No hey, interceptions. Dak, Dak Prescott it looks better than, than any, any uh, – Filling quarterback or second or third string quarterback that we had last year. By, For sure. By, by I mean, the, if we'd had Dak Prescott last year, we can go 500 without Tony Romo. So we're we're a contender. No, we're, I mean, I gotta believe that. Uh, y'all brought up earlier in the podcast. You're talking about uh, against Green Bay. We go, you know, we're fourth and one. Uh, Tony Romo calls the audible. Uh, we go up top to Des Bryant. I mean, Des Bryant makes four, you know, three. Uh, excuse me, three football moves uh, for the first down. Uh, so it's not called our way. It's a bunch of crap, uh, in my opinion. Tony Romo, that takes a set on him, and y'all know what I mean. Uh, but you got to look. There's at a lot of quarterbacks wouldn't make that call in the league. So uh, I love Tony Romo, a uh, great, great deal. But uh, at the same time, uh, Dak Prescott is showing that he deserves to be the quarterback of the future. So that's just where I stand. I nothing against Tony. Nothing against Dak. Uh, Tony comes back and he's a better fit. And that's great. But uh, Dak hasn't lost that spot yet. Well, I, you know, and I and, it, and I'll tell you this, you know, four months ago we would sit here and watch we watched the the uh, the draft and Dak Prescott, and we're all like, yeah, way to go, we got Dak Prescott, yeah, clap clap clap. Next next player, next quarterback, maybe do we have that quarterback there yet? He's minded his p's and q's. He's trained. He's played. He's produced. He showed himself. No doubt, the last three to four weeks in the NFL, has he turned on his ability to play football to a starting quarterback's ability? And last week, I go back to the Giants and be like, you know, I'm not quite sure he was his, his ability was there for that close of a game. This week was a close game. And no doubt this week, he was able to turn on that elite quarterback thing he has. Now, Dak Prescott is destined to be an elite quarterback in the National Football League. Any quarterback in the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys is destined with shown positive production to be an elite quarterback in the NFL. And I believe that's what we have. I, uh... I kind of disagree there because I feel like the whole league is against the Dallas Cowboys. So just because you're in a Cowboys uniform and you're uh, you're a good quarterback doesn't mean that you're going to be an elite quarterback. Because in the conversation for elite quarterbacks, I think that uh, they always consider everyone else. Uh, they love the dog out Tony Romo, and then his numbers just shows that he is awesome. Uh, he's great. And you know that uh, everybody wants to dog out Tony. Oh, he's going to lose a big game, this type of thing. But we but we never we never talk about. Uh, all these games that we were behind, and Tony, Ro- Tony Romo brings us back. I mean, you know, if you're down by 21 points and, like, you're in the fourth quarter and you throw an interception, all they want to talk about is the interception that Tony Romo throws. But at the same time, it's like you have to make those gambles. 
you have to take it. You have to take the gambles to to get you back in the game. So that's the Tony Romo, Tony Romo's, uh, you know, status. So I don't believe that like Dak Prescott is being uh, mentioned as an elite quarterback just because he's Dallas Cowboys. I think that his uh, his opportunity he's got with the Dallas Cowboys, but the fact that um, all of our quarterbacks are injured, I, I believe that it's helped his career tremendously. But I think that what it shows is like what he's capable of. But do you believe uh, the injury to, to Tony Romo kind of ushered? Dak Prescott's ability and kind of ushered his significance to be a an elite quarterback or to be the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And, and when you're when, for sure, no doubt. And yeah. you know when you're when you're a backup quarterback for the NFL and you're a, ba- a backup quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, or, and I'm not cutting that team short, or for the LA Rams or for the the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not the same as being a backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys because you're held to a higher expectation. When you're a backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, you're held to a higher, a higher degree, a higher expectation, where things out of you are expected higher than the average backup quarterback, which has been the case for several years for the Dallas Cowboys. And if you can't produce to that degree, you're trash-talked. You're ESPN garbage. You're NFL Network garbage. You're – your your podcast garbage for for any degree, but you're stuck as the quarterback. You know Brandon Whedon, for instance. Holy shit, he goes to Houston. He goes to Houston for one game. He's an all star. Not so much. Hang on a second. Hold the horses. When the Houston Texans have been historically shitty as picking quarterbacks, and they have, where Ryan, the producer here, could play quarterback for the Houston Texans next week. Can he look? Not really, not really. But if his numbers fit, he can. Come on, man. And that goes to you yeah. can't be you can't be justified in saying that. Yeah, for so, sure. I I one hundred percent agree. Again, uh, what you're saying, Brandon Whedon is a uh, an excellent example. Of what I'm what I'm trying to say. Uh, so he leads the Cowboys. Uh, he goes to Texans and like everybody is uh, singing his praises or whatever. And he goes to Cow- uh, goes to Texans. He doesn't win anything. Uh, when he's a cowboy, everyone wants to roast him. Uh, here's the deal: Jerry Jones, uh, love him or hate him, this type of thing. He's a wonderful businessman. He understands how to make money. He makes millions and billions of dollars. Um, he understands how to market a team. Uh, we cannot we cannot respect him as a general manager if you don't want to. But at the same time, you got to respect him as a businessman. So when you talk about it, uh, Jerry Jones has done what he, he's done his job. So here's the thing: everybody he called he called Dallas Cowboys the America's team, you know, America's team, you know. So everybody that's not with the Dallas Cowboys hates the Dallas Cowboys. We can uh, we can lose every game all season, and and every time we line up with any team, they want to give us their best game. So here's what happens: you can you can be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You mean, the, you mean the quarterback of Dallas Cowboys, you're, you're held to a higher cr- scrutiny than anybody else. So, no, uh, I, I, I don't agree with that. Dak Prescott, I think he's the real deal. Everybody gives their best game. Uh, he has no interceptions at this point. He's done all he can do. Uh, I think that we're on for a good season, man. Uh, go Dallas. And, I, you know, you know, A.J., I totally agree with you, but so much is expected of a Dallas Cowboy quarterback. No doubt. Second team, third team, whatever. I believe we have our answer for uh, a second-team Dallas Cowboy quarterback, and I, in my opinion, is as good as a first-team Dallas Cowboy quarterback. And there's no doubt. I agree. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, today we're going to celebrate a victory for the Dallas Cowboys. 
Uh, there we Come go. Come on, Cowboy. 27-23 over the Washington Redskins today. It's war one-on-one for the season. We're going to kind of lay the groundwork out for uh, the league. You know, the league. Uh, one-on-one in our division. And next week we're looking for uh, – where are we at here? We have Chicago Bears. Uh, yeah, they 730. suck. Jay Cutler's horrible. I'm not worried Jay about Jay Cutler's that. horrible, but yeah. you damn you say it, AJ. And next week they're going to blow our guts out. I don't see it, but Jay Cutler's cocky for no reason. I'm not worried about him. This He's a punk. podcast is marked explicit because fuck it, Chicago Bears, bring it. In my opinion, go Cowboys! Go Cowboys! All right, thank you for joining us, folks. Ryan, where are we at on the podcast? What time we have? Forty-seven minutes. We're gonna cut. We're gonna cut it down. We're gonna go with that. Uh, welcome to Beyond the Star. Thanks for listening, guys. And I hope you enjoy uh, the podcast today. I hope you enjoy the podcast today. And the uh, comments today by AJ, who's a special guest from across the street. Uh, The judge, Mr. Lively, with an attractive pair of blue uh, Oakley sunglasses on. And matches his shorts. And he's dating the beautiful... uh, Haley Turley over there sitting in the seat. So, say something about me being rocked up. And, 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 and we have, we have, and, we have, and AJ, and AJ, uh, you know, AJ, he, he's Jack Nasty. Mr. AJ's Jack Nasty, Mr. Rocked Up Jack Nasty. Yeah. Does that make you feel better, bro? He, he's cut up like no one else. Uh, yeah. When he takes his shirt off, he actually makes me uh, feel bad about myself. If that makes you feel good, yeah, and 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 we got we got drunk Chad who's always here drinking Miller Lite, Colbert Miller Lite. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Until next week, welcome to Beyond the Star, and welcome to Dick and Carl's most spacious patio, where Miller Lite is the official beer of the Dallas Cowboys and the official beer of Dick and Carl's. Go Cowboys!